Hey gang, Ross Brand here for LivestreamUniverse.com. Welcome to Ask the Expert. This is the show where we take your questions for our expert of the month on a topic of interest to our community. And one thing we've had a lot of talk in the community about lately is Facebook ads. Are they worth it? Should you use them? Uh, and how can you use Facebook ads in particular uh, aligned with live streaming in order to get your videos and get your um different live stream shows in front of more people. And with that, we have a great guest tonight, Michael Lucy. We'll bring him in in just a minute. And of course, Ask the Expert is brought to you by Livestream Universe. Check it out, LivestreamUniverse.com. And of course, Livestream Deals as well. We had our first show recently, another one coming up uh, the first week of next month, LivestreamDeals.com. You can see the interviews, check out the products and all that good stuff. And... <coughs> Let's go ahead and bring in our guest tonight is Michael Lucy. And Michael, if you haven't uh, heard of Michael, well, you should. Uh, and a lot of people I know in this community know him. But if you don't, he's a, a digital problem solver specializing in Facebook Live and Facebook ads. Michael runs 3V Biz Solutions, a digital sales and marketing agency in Metro Detroit, and serves over 500 clients in Michigan, New York, Florida, and Maryland. 3V Business Solutions specializes in creative and unique middle-of-the-funnel advertising and marketing strategies that provide clients and partners to consistently achieve higher-than-average conversion rates and ROI. And Michael works with businesses and organizations to balance the tactical and strategic. Uh, his tactical solutions include short-term revenue-generating, cost-saving tactics, and implementations. On the strategic side, there's long-term growth planning, content planning, advertising, lead generation, and lead nurturing. So basically what it all comes down to is Michael knows a heck of a lot about the entire game of digital marketing, and that includes Facebook advertising, which is our topic of the night. Michael, welcome, and thanks so much for joining us on Ask the Expert. Hey, it's an honor and a privilege. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm so glad you're here. There's so many different exciting things uh, going on right now with Facebook. Uh, you, you can see it almost on a daily basis, changes with the platform and everything else. And why don't we start with something that you know caught your attention? You mentioned to me, and that is uh, for those who follow sports, uh, LeVar Ball is the father of three super talented basketball players. Uh, his oldest son is a rookie with the Lakers and maybe the next big star in the NBA. And he is quite a personality, very controversial. Not the son, the father we're talking about, <laughs> LeVar. And he had an opportunity to do a reality TV show for Big Bucks and instead chose to deliver his show to Facebook Live. And I was wondering, Michael, what that means, do you think, for Facebook as a, as a broadcast for produced shows? And, you know, I mean, it's just really different to see somebody turning down that kind of money to go to Facebook. Uh, you, absolutely. Um, you know, I, we live in a world where um, influencers are very important. So when you take the footprint of what the balls, you take the LaVar, Lonzo, LiAngelo, LaMelo, you take their influence and you look at their footprint, this opens up a lot of doors and paths, not only for the ball family, 
but they are pioneers and leaders for other kids and fathers, you know, father, fathers and children coming up along in the, in the sports world. So I, I'm very excited uh, to see how it goes. Yeah, and the, and I mean, the father is certainly controversial and yep. certainly has a high opinion of himself. He said yeah. things like he could have beaten Michael Jordan in his prime because Michael <laughs> Jordan couldn't guard him because, you know, he's a little bit taller and whatever. I mean, this is a guy who averaged like, you know, two points a game in college or whatever. But nonetheless, nobody can argue that he's not an effective marketer, especially in a world where a lot of marketing is saying something that gets people to tune in because they want to hear what the heck you might say next, right? And that's part of the the attraction. And and so in some ways, you know, it's almost like the perfect strategy for our era. <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, for those people that are attracted um, attracted to controversy, you'll be a little bit disappointed, I believe, if you were to tune in and watch the show Ball and the Family. Uh, you know, what first struck me is, hey, they're just another family. That's all they are. Right. You know, you have the disciplinarian father who invests all of his time and effort into helping his children live their dream. Uh, they have a mother that's had a stroke. Uh, so the kid, you know, it's a day to day challenge to help take care of their mother. So, you know, the controversy that comes with LaVar Ball in the media is not necessarily um, portrayed in the reality part of the TV or the Facebook live show. Right, right. And I think in addition to that being very normal, what, what's interesting to me, and, and I, I'm sure you noticed it too, was how good the production quality is. I mean, I don't know who's who's doing this. Mm -hmm. And I did watch it. Caveat is I did watch it on a mobile device. Mm -hmm. But it was at least as good as the reality shows we're used to seeing on cable channels mm -hmm. like MTV. I mean, the production... Uh, the, the production quality was shockingly good, and, and and that could be another indicator of what's to come for Facebook. Right. I wish I was a fly in the wall uh, <laughs> when they put their production team together. Who you know who writes the script? How involved is the family in developing the script? And, you know how do they go about refining their acting and talent skills? Are they just naturals, or how much practice goes into it? Uh, you know who who is responsible for the gear, the hardware, the software? Who's responsible for production? Um, another observation I had, the first thing that struck me, because it's been in, in my world, a big conversation in the last couple of weeks is they're using the two by three format. Hmm. So instead of the 16 by nine uh, HD, they're using a, the new vertical format two by three. So a portrait, which is supposed to help um, provide a little bit more uh, consistency and cohesiveness between mobile and uh, desktop. So does that mean that they just need to deliver one version then if they do two by three or they still need different versions for like, I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with, with the two by three. It, you know, it's been around for a year and you know, I, I feel guilty for saying I, I didn't spend enough time learning about it, but it, <laughs> it, be, it became a priority. I was asked about it uh, recently. So I said, you know right. what, let, let me take a dive into it. So for me, um, it, just in the last week, I'd been looking at examples of two by three who's using it, how it's being used. And lo and behold, Ball and the family's using it. Wow. Uh, so so the, the experience on a desktop, if you watch it, you know, if you have a couple minutes, watch one of their, you know, one minute uh, promos mm -hmm. on a desktop and then pull out your phone and watch it on, uh, uh, I'm sorry, watch it on your desktop and then watch it on your phone and you'll see the, the consistency or cohesiveness. Well, definitely the quality on mobile was outstanding. What, what did you, did you watch it on desktop or on mobile? Desktop. Wow. So yeah. that's interesting. I mean, so that, that's another way that they're kind of an, uh, ahead of the game on, on this kind of thing, because you don't hear too much about people using the two by three. 
Yeah. So they 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 have someone that knows what they're doing behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. That's the conclusion. Right. Right. Well, welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us. This is Ask the Expert. Our focus today will be Facebook ads. Our guest is Michael Lucy. Uh, I see Carlos Phoenix has joined us. If you're watching, uh, please do throw a comment in the chat. Let us know you're here, and we'd love it if you share it out. I know a lot of people out there have questions about uh, Facebook ads, and this is the show more than any of the other shows that we do on Livestream Universe. This is the one that's all about your questions, so please do throw your questions in the chat. Let us know if you have something you want to come in and ask. We can give you the guest link, and you can ask Michael directly, but let, let's start at the beginning, Michael, and, you know, for live streamers, because that's primarily who we're talking to here in, in this audience, why should they consider using Facebook ads? In combination with uh, live streaming or just independently? I, I think in combination. Let's start in combination, but we can talk independently as well. Okay. Um, I, you and I had a conversation about a month ago about the right. word tribe. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so in the, con in the context of the word tribe, uh, if, if you're a business owner, a marketer, uh, a brand representative, a brand ambassador, if you have a stake in media, Live streaming itself is one of the most cost-effective and powerful tools that you can use. And one of the challenges is, and always has been, if you're a new brand, if you're new on the street and you don't have much social proof yet, meaning you don't have many likes, you don't have many followers, uh, live streaming is one of the best ways to tell your story. Now, you and I and everyone in the live streaming world knows that uh, we could talk forever in front of a microphone and a camera, but you need an audience. And the advertising portion of it is what, what it's one of the tools or one of the components that you can leverage to help build your audience, to build your tribe, so to speak. So a big part of it is then, I mean, when, you, when you're talking about that, are you talking about views, getting people to know when you're going on? Are you talking about ads that run concurrently while you are live or is that even possible or are you talking about you do a show and while it's in replay you boost it to extend your reach after you've actually delivered the content i'm going to go out on a limb and say any any live video that's over two maybe three minutes never ever ever put any money to promote it hmm. um my recommendation and what we do here is twofold um Consider live streaming as part of your content strategy or content map as a whole. So all your posts, if you're going to leverage live streaming, all your posts shouldn't be about live streaming. It should be about content, what you do, tell you what your story is, and how you can help people solve a problem. And then mix into those messages the live streaming component. You know, if, if I've struck a pain point for, hey, audience, if I've struck a pain point for you and you experience the problem we've discussed. Join me at 9 p.m. next Thursday and let's discuss ways to solve that problem. And then you can use that short form, either video post or banner post uh, to promote with a click through, make sure you have a link that clicks through mm -hmm. to, the, to the actual scheduled live video. So let me summarize that. I know I, I threw a lot out there. Okay. Uh, number one, how to promote a live video or live scheduled live video create the live video as far ahead of time as you can 
whatever platform you're using. I'm, I'm a back-end Facebook kind of person, so I schedule my live posts, and then I use whatever tool it may be. Usually, it's OBS to broadcast to that. And the window that you have uh, to schedule that video is seven days. Exactly. Um, so once it's on the schedule, then you can create collateral posts, albeit banners, text, videos, short-form videos, to get people to click through to subscribe or get reminder for the actual video itself. Okay. Now, uh, here I am. Now, when you do that, um, the the purpose is is twofold, right? One is to get people to come and learn more about your business and yep. what you do and who you are and build mm -hmm. that know, like, and trust factor. But the other point is really to get them to click beyond the video, right? And yeah. so you always have a link in the, in the ad or the post that will take you somewhere else where they can go further down the process of becoming a customer or a client or, uh, you know, whatever conversion you're measuring, there should be something beyond did they watch my show, right? Is that what Absolutely. You're, you're saying? If you're going to spend money on a Facebook ad, mm -hmm. um, the live stream is kind of another way of getting people interested. But if they're interested, give them the opportunity to go further than just signing up for your show. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you, you brought up a great point. Uh, and you had said every time you make a post, have a link. And I think right. if I look back in the history of all the posts I've ever done, either for our, our, ourselves or anyone we've worked with, there's always a link. Always. Right. Now, often I find that I put the link. Well, if the link is taking you off of Facebook lately, I've been putting the link often in the first comment. And I'll say link in the first comment because Facebook doesn't want you to leave Facebook. You think that's a smart strategy or you think whatever penalty you get in the algorithm for linking out, it's probably better to put that link front and center right there in the ad. I think front and center. I mean, if you, if you have some yeah. kind of anecdotal evidence that it works better with a comment, please let me know. Um, right, right. You know, maybe it's something we'll, we'll test, but my preference is to have it within the description itself. And if you have a video ad that's published, you can add the website URL within at the end of the video itself. So you mentioned that any video that's longer than two minutes, mm -hmm. you do not recommend doing an ad. Do not boast it. Do not boost it or boast about it. But do not boost it after it's it's done. Um, explain why that is. Well, um, we have. Let me ask you a question. How much uh, advertising have you ever done with Facebook video ads? Uh, almost none. Okay. I've boosted, I've boosted two videos. Uh, I have boosted two longer form videos after they were done. Okay, great. Here's why. Um, we have thousands of videos that we've measured. And when you look at the data aggregately across the board, the average view time for a Facebook video is eight to 12 seconds. It's embarrassing when you open it up and you think, wow, there's a thousand viewers. And then you see 300 watched for more than 10 seconds or something. You know, and you, you have to let ego go for right. a minute and understand that, you know, that's just an average. Right. So of the hundreds of people that just watched three seconds of it, you've captured a few people that went beyond that 12 second marker and then right. further into the content. So the point being with why not to pay to promote a live video is what you're doing is you're paying for someone to consume your message. And mm -hmm. if the average view time is let's, let's inflate it and call it 15 seconds. Right, and it's a right. two minute video. The average watch time is 15 seconds of a two minute video. You're paying 
to someone for someone to consume 12.5% or one eighth of your content. You want to try and get people to absorb or consume as much content as they can that you publish. Right. And so there's better ways than live video if you're going to be boosting content or the ad itself shouldn't really be about the content. Again, it should be about taking you somewhere else. It, it should. Um, here, here's my recipe. Um, I actually right, have right. a um, I'll, I'll send you a link in a little bit. We okay. wrote a white paper last year. It's the 2016 flavor of this white paper, and it's called uh, uh, Facebook Video Sales Funnels. And in this white paper, and that the recommendation that we published in 2016 applies even more today in 2017, is a 15-second video. If you're going to promote a video, keep it preferably at 15 seconds, 15 to 30, but preferably 15. And there's a lot of benefits to this. One of the biggest benefits right now is it becomes eligible for in-stream videos. So if Ross Brand creates a live streaming universe, 15 second snippet about who you are and you publish it as a Facebook video ad and I'm watching Ball and the Family, I'm going to see you. So it becomes eligible wow. for in-stream. Wow. If you go to 15 second, 15.01 or 15 seconds in one frame, it's not eligible. So 15 seconds is the mile, is the uh, threshold that gets you in the instant. And that can be then inserted within somebody's show. And yeah. you may have to watch that before you watch their show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you have or, to have the rest of the configuration set up for that right, ad to be placed. You know, I, I'm using Ball and the Family as a, you know. Right, a, right, right. A fun story. Um, now, do you get any say over over where uh, it's placed, or you you put the money into Facebook and they say this is the show where we want to put it? You have one hundred percent control over placement. You um, down to the show that it'll be placed in? No, not or? the show. Sorry, okay. not the show. Not yet. Um, right. I don't I, personally. I would guess that that would be coming in the future, but as of right now. Uh, it's not available, and it. I don't. I haven't heard about it on the on the roadmap. Right, right. Um, so, so what, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. Go. Sorry. No, I was just going to say. So, what are some of the most effective Facebook ads that you've seen? And it could be for any reason. It doesn't have to be to promote a live stream or to promote anything in particular. Just what do you? What, or, or maybe a better way to put it is: What are the key ingredients that make up a good Facebook ad? Following a natural, um, proven sales conversation, um, problem statement, value proposition, call to action. Um, if you consider all of the 30-second spots that we see on TV, the majority of them follow that, that same script. Um, you, in, in the social media world, um, buyer beware here, be, you need to be a little bit more creative because right. attention um, – is in limited, uh, sorry, unlimited supply, limited demand. So you need to be very creative. Um, so if you go, I was referring back to the old sales script on on demand or traditional television advertising. It follows the script of problem statement, value proposition, call to action. Think about mesothelioma. Right, right. Do you or someone you know suffer from mesothelioma? Hi, my name is John Doe, and I've been helping people just like you for 30 years. What I invite you to do is call this number, 1-800-LAWYER, and learn about how I can help you. 
So good Facebook advertising follows a very similar script, albeit a little bit more creative. Right, right. I think if I came on, hi, I'm Ross Brand. Do you have trouble with live streaming? I can help you. Give me, I mean, there's something to it, but it would need to be a little bit less TV advertisement, right? Yeah, there, there's ways to go about, you know, diluting it um, and making it more absorbable, consumable, but at right, the same right. time, get that message across. And right, make right. sure it's in front of the right people. Absolutely. And we'll get into that in just a second. I, I want to welcome uh, Wendy's here. William, thanks so much for joining. Coach Jenny as well. Uh, do please share this out. Let people know that we're here. We'd love to take your questions for Michael. Any questions that you have on Facebook ads or relating to the use of live streaming, please do throw it in the chat and we'll get those questions right on and get Michael's thoughts on it. Uh, Michael, if you're just joining us, is with 3V Business Solutions. 3VBiz.com is the website at 3VBiz Solutions is the Twitter handle, and so you, you you said the key point that leads really to to the very next thing, right? You've you've written your ad, you've you've delivered it, you mm -hmm. you've got the content just the way you wanted. You followed that formula that that Michael says you know typically works, right? So mm -hmm. now, how do you go about selecting uh, your audience? Because that can be daunting for people who haven't used uh, Facebook ads before, and you get on, and it's like, oh. Eh, send it to everybody or uh, anybody 18 to 65 who has money. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, obviously you have to think about who you're sending it to. And if your your audience is either too narrow or too broad, uh, it's not going to work for you, right? Yeah. Um, you bring up a interesting uh, topic, interesting discussion point, And that is who to put it in front of. Do you put it in front of everyone? Um, one of the advantages. First, let me discuss one of the advantages of video advertising over any and all other forms of media advertising on Facebook or any other social channel is the amount of data that we get every time a consumer interacts with that video. On the back end of Facebook, we can measure how many people watch three seconds, 10 seconds, 25%, 50%, 75%, 95%, or 100%. We can measure and monitor who has the sound on, who has the sound off. We can monitor and measure whether people are manually selecting whether it's being played or whether it's being auto-played in a stream. Mm -hmm. So one of the strategies that we just started testing in the last week, and I don't have any data, uh, any data to support that this is a good strategy or not, but it's food for thought. The strategy is put it out to everybody. So pick a, a footprint. Uh, the state of Michigan, the state of New York, the state of Florida. If you have a big enough budget, spend a portion of that budget, $25 or $50, to put that video or place that video in front of everybody. Then mm. after one week's worth of time, go analyze who's consuming that video and let the data direct you to that audience. Who are the people behind the scenes? Facebook's right. going to tell you all about this audience. They're going to tell you, with respect to average or with in uh, relative to the averages, are they men? Are they women? How old are they? Are they married? How much money do they make? What types of home do, homes do they live in? What kind, kinds of cars do they purchase? What Facebook pages do they like? The amount of information is incredible. So then in the next round, you drill down and deeper target the people who see the groups, the demographic groups that seem to be resonating with your message. 
you know what? We're, we're actually testing it such that we never select a demographic and interest or a behavior ever. That's what we're oh, testing really? right now. So yep. what, is, what is it that, um, okay, you get all this data. What, what amongst that, the data, what are the key data points that you look for in order, and how does that drive what you do <coughs> next once you've spent a week, say, going after everybody in Michigan? Yeah. Um, it's very important that you use um, as short as possible of videos for this mm -hmm. strategy. So 15 sec the 15 second rule comes into play again here. Um, mm -hmm. Right now we made an assumption that um, we wanna, everyone that's watched 75% or more of that 15 second video, we wanna analyze. We wanna see who that person right. is. The assumption being that if they've taken the time to consume 75% or about 12 or 13 seconds, that there's enough interest there that we need to know who that person is. We struck, you know, we hit a pain point with that consumer. Let's learn about who this consumer is. Okay. And and so then what is the next step once you've learned who those consumers are? Is it some other type of action or is it taking that ad and and sending it deeper into that type of consumer? Is it a retargeting in some other way? What is it what is your next action then to make to make use of that data that you got, because the ad itself may me not get converting. What is the next? What is the next step? Well, the next the next step is twofold. Is we we call this the um, the the trial period, in which we're testing this among amongst the sample of consumers. We then analyze that data, and then we shut off the 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 top level top of funnel ad. We analyze mm -hmm. the audience, and then what we do is have ever heard of the term look like audience in yes. Facebook, mm -hmm. we extrapolate that consumer base, you mm -hmm. know, whether it's 2000 people or 5000 people, we extrapolate that to a lookalike audience, and then feed that new lookalike audience into the top of the funnel. So that now becomes the consumer baseline, without ever having to identify an interest, the demographic or a behavior. So does that make sense? You, you just let Facebook mirror essentially what you've already discovered without actually having to understand it in a way. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you just say, do this again. Whatever you did, do that again towards the people that liked it and however your algorithm works to target them. Go ahead. Absolutely. And, and you have to un understand, it's very important to understand that this process right here is top of the funnel. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, one of the biggest differences between search and social is search is typically an intent-based tool. So consumers that are already actively considering purchasing something or buying something, they go to search. So social, top of the funnel is very important. Um, people don't go to social with intent. They go there to be social. Um, and the best strategies in the social world are brand building and being in the right place at the right time such that whenever someone does have intent, they know who you are and where to look. I want to bring in this comment from William who says, you know, some people have a lot of trouble making the video short and and certainly for live streamers, uh, <coughs> rarely do we do extremely short form content. Um, you know, typical TV ad is 30 seconds or a minute. Um, what what do you what makes a good 15 second or less ad? What is it that you want to do in such a short period of time because obviously you can't tell a story uh, your whole story there right so you, is right. it is it using is it using text to tell part of the story is it um 
just something that gets people interested, but but leaves them wanting more? Like, what what are you doing in fifteen seconds that's making an impact? Um, first, it's a great question. Um, first and foremost, anyone that says they have the ma magic recipe for Facebook advertising, you know, follow me, come take my course. I have the recipe. They're lying. Um, what advertising is is a constant testing of scenarios to get a better understanding of what consumer behavior is. Mm -hmm. So every time we deploy a video ad, we deploy it as a split test and we split something, whether it's we have a male voiceover versus a female voiceover. So there's not a magic bullet or a secret recipe. What there is are building blocks to learn information and make conscious and intelligent decisions moving forward. Well, I know, you know, as an example, you publish two videos side by side, going to the same audience, one male voiceover, one female voiceover, and you get two separate pieces of data. Well, now you have intelligence and you can make decisions based upon the reaction to those two videos. One may, may well outperform the other. And you may say, you know what? Females perform a lot better than males. Mm. So let's shut the male version down and now let's split the female and take that female video and turn it into uh, one with images, you know, some kind of present slideshow or presentation and one with the female right in front of the camera and get a better understanding of people respond to slideshows or faces. Yeah. And, and I mean, Carlos Phoenix has a great comment. He says, I always say there are no experts in live streaming and, and marketing. And one of the first things when I started doing, uh, you know, so some social media marketing was basically it was all trial and error. But it's not easy to tell a client that, right? Like, <laughs> basically, you're going to tell me about your business. You're going to show me your accounts. And I'm mm. going to do some things. And some of them are going to work and some of them are not. And how mm. quickly I'm able to readjust and how quickly mm. we figure it out is is going to be whether an effective strategy comes. But some of it is just using your, your best instincts. And then you get some data and, and you refine it from there. But there is no one right way that works for every business. And, and I think the biggest problem that a lot of people who are, are teaching these things do is they, they feel like what made them successful either in with one account or with one line of business or one type of customer must mm -hmm. work for everybody and every situation, every business, every, every potential customer. And the, the, the truth is what resonates with one person doesn't resonate with another. And by the time you figured out, you know, this is the strategy and this is the algorithm and all that, it's probably changed anyway. And, and Carlos is right on it again, I, especially now the changes as fast as Google changes SEO algorithms. And, and you could say the same thing for the algorithm on Facebook. I mean, Good luck figuring that out. And, and if you do, don't worry, because it'll be changed the next day anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I, I mean, is that how it is, um, not just with advertising, but moving to any other type of uh, means of delivering content and using your content to, to, to drive people into your sales funnel and so forth? It's a matter of trial and error, right? I mean, it's a matter of, you know, using your best instincts based on what you know and what you've done before, but there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee. <laughs> and nobody, there's no nobody hits a thousand. Nobody bats a thousand in this game. <laughs> and there's no, there's no magic bullet. Um, I, I've had the, the two best for performing pieces of content I've ever published. If you would have put a gun to my head and, and said, how do you predict these perform? I would have said, not well. 
Um, and and they're, they're this. I, I have a YouTube video that, you know, I'm, I'm not a YouTube rock star or by any means, by any stretch of the imagination. I have a, a simple video, how to add captions to a Facebook video that has like 30, 35,000 hits. Um, that creates a lot of action that click through to the website. I get a lot of questions on YouTube through our website and on Facebook about captioning. Uh, and the second one, as stupid as it sounds, is how to put how to place a a responsive YouTube video on your website. That one had like 50,000 YouTube views and my article was capturing maybe 50 to 100 people a day. But these are, you know, there's an important, important lesson here. And that is for as simple as you and I think some things are, like plugging in the microphone to the computer, right. that's, a, that's a heavy task. That's heavy lifting for some people that aren't familiar with this. And we forget that there was the first time, I mean, there was the first time I had to figure out how to plug a USB microphone in. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yeah, it sounds simple. It goes into the USB port, but you, you get a microphone the very first time. It's the first time you live streamed. Okay, I guess I plug this into the USB, and then what do I do with the headphones? Like, it all seems it all seems so simple now, right? But everybody, for, there, there's tens of thousands of people out there for who are doing this the first time. And like you said, well, gee, just copy the code from the video, and it'll probably be responsive, right? But <laughs> yeah, I, I, you're making fun of me for the beginning of this video, aren't you? When I couldn't no, get my not microphone at all. Again. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. As I said, it happens to it happens to everybody. Um, and but but it's so true about like something like a responsive video, right? Like people read, oh, I, I got to make my video responsive. Well, if you're using most say modern WordPress themes, they're probably already responsive. Mm -hmm. If you're copying a code from YouTube, it's probably already set up so that it'll be responsive with your with your page. Um, but people read and they hear it's got to be responsive and they don't know what that what they're supposed to do or what that means. Right. Right. Um, interestingly, you just made me think of it is here's some intelligence that com comes out of what I know to be a lot of people struggling with captioning. There's an area of opportunity for someone to create a business doing captions. Mm -hmm. um, so if you know how to work SRT files. You know, offer your services for ten dollars a minute or something. You know, something. There, I can I can say wholeheartedly that there's opportunity out there. A lot of people struggle with captions. Wow. So take that. Take note of that, everybody. <laughs> could be it. Could be the next the next big business idea. <laughs> right. I'm up with. And uh, but you know, if you want to do it, go ahead and do it before anybody else sees the replay. And you know, you get <laughs> right. started right now. So. Um, what else is there with Facebook advertising that you think people who are new to it should think about, get to know, uh, factor in before they spend some money? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going back to the point that um, mm -hmm. Facebook is a brand building tool. People don't search or shop on social with intent to purchase. Um, so you need to have ex uh, realistic expectations if you're going to approach social media advertising or Facebook advertising, have an understanding that there's a brand building period, top of the funnel. Then there's a lead nurturing period, middle of the funnel. And then there's the conversion portion, bottom of the funnel. And people don't go, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, I'm a big Gary V fan. And one of his favorite sayings, uh, one of my favorite sayings of his is you can't hit, a, don't try to hit a home run on the first date. Right, so right. many people fail 
at Facebook advertising because they're trying to hit a home run on the first date. Buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. Well, you know, a lot of people don't know who you are. Why should we, we, sh we should take you at face value that we should buy your stuff. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so brand building is a big portion. Um, you know, once you have realistic expectations and an understanding that it's not an intent-based tool, then build a strategy that funnels people down through a funnel. So top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel, which incidentally equates directly directly to the sales conversation. Top of funnel is talking about pain points or problems, mm -hmm. a problem statement. Middle of the funnel is value proposition or how can you help now that you know someone is interested in solving that problem, how can you help them solve that problem? What do you do different that can help them solve that problem? You know, let, let's let's take hypothetically people that can't sleep. I know I know so many people they have a hard time sleeping. Right. And let's just say tomorrow you create some kind of uh, new invention or new gadget that helps people sleep. How do you go about marketing it? Like, what would be your strategy? That scenario fits perfectly in the Facebook, a fifteen-second brand building ad that says, "Hey, do you have problems sleeping?" Do you go to work in the morning and you can't think straight because you didn't sleep enough the last night? Hi, my name's Mike, and I'm, I help people just like you. Click the link in the description or be on the lookout for more information from me. And that's a top of the funnel piece right. of media or content. Then once you capture the audience of people that have watched that top of the funnel, then you direct them into the middle of the funnel by using retargeting mechanisms, measuring an audience, capturing an audience, a custom audience in Facebook, and then displaying subsequent pieces of media to try and get a better understanding of why it was that someone showed interest to begin with. Now, if they click, they've already moved themselves to the middle of the funnel, right? Uh, yes and no. Uh, there's, okay. uh, how familiar are you with custom audiences? Mm, somewhat, but not not as much as I should be, which is why you're here and going to tutor us. <laughs> I have to plug in. Um, I did not plug in to start. Okay. This will take me no more than 30 seconds. Please bear with me. I'll be right back. Sure. We're talking with Michael Lucy. Uh, this is Ask the Expert. Thanks so much, everybody, for joining us. And uh, he's just hooking up some equipment he's going to give us a little lesson on custom audiences i'm ross brand this is ask the expert uh with livestreamuniverse.com i believe michael is back and everything plugged in everything set yes okay so custom audiences yes um so hi let's go back to the hypothetical you, you have a new invention a new gadget to help people sleep you mm -hmm. publish a video some kind of nice creative uh, you know, a picture of a mattress and someone rolling around that can't sleep and you put a voiceover on it with big, bold captions in yellow and red and white. And you ask the question, do you have trouble sleeping? That's all it is. Problem state. That's it. You're not asking them to do anything. If they happen to click the link, great. If they don't, they become eligible for su subsequent content. Assuming they've... If they don't or they do? Uh, if they do. So, right. If they don't, do you retarget if they watched it or you let them go? I, I We continue to serve in the top of our funnel. Uh, mm -hmm. Let me clarify. In the top of our funnel, we'll, we'll, have as, we'll have an unlimited number of videos. 
that are mm -hmm. all, you know, problem statement type of videos. A man talking about not sleeping, a female talking about not sleeping, an ad with images, an ad with a person talking into the camera, all you know, whatever it is. Once someone watches, and we use 75%, once someone watches 75% of that 15 second video, right? We, we exclude them from ever seeing that video ever again. Okay. That's very important. Um, that helps, um, it helps with costs and calculation of ROI. Hmm. If, for example, you're watching your favorite TV show and you see the same ad over and over and over again, all you're doing is the same thing over and over and over again. Right. Wouldn't it be nice on TV if we knew we could we could judge the level of interest right. based upon someone's engagement with a TV ad? You can't do that. On Facebook, you can't. Right, right. So they watch you know, we number these videos. So we have on the top layer of the, the funnel, we have 1.1, 1.0, 1.1, 1.2, 1.3. They watch 1.0 and they'll never see 1.0 ever again, but they become eligible for two middle of the funnel, 2.0, 2.1, And then we program it accordingly um, over time, once you have enough data to include or exclude people to watch other pieces of content. So basically what it is, is you're taking people on a journey of content. That all it, that's all it is. Right. And you're prescribing that content based upon previous viewing behavior. And the ultimate goal is to keep moving down the funnel, obviously. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, it's not a straight line necessarily, ne right? Never, never <laughs> And our Facebook ads uh, a part of the later stages of the funnel too, or by that time is, is that those next steps taking place by that point at through your email list or on your website or through a totally different medium of communicating like a webinar or a course or something, a lead magnet, like where are you? I mean, is there a point where you're like, uh, they're, they're far enough along where like Facebook doesn't even apply anymore. I, I'm a big fan of trying to intercept the consumer in a one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one as soon as possible. Right. So all of these program chained videos are great to take people on a prescribed journey, but you need a mechanism to shortcut this and intercept them. And here's what I equate it to. You call, who, who do you have for a cell provider, Ross? I have Verizon. Okay, so you call Verizon, and you want to. You're, you're mad because your bill is, you know, not what you thought it was. Press one for this. Press two for that. Press three for this. Press four for that. And by the time you get someone on the phone, they could be the nicest person in the world. You're so angry at the system that you're right. not going to be very responsive or cooperative. So, in the due course of converting someone, whether they're at the top of your funnel, middle of the funnel, or bottom of the funnel, is having a short circuit or intercept to get yourself in front of that person when you know there's an active interest. And that right, could be done right. via webinars. Live video is a great tool. Mm -hmm. Live video is a great tool in the middle of the funnel, even middle bottom of the funnel. So as you approach the bottom of the funnel or the conversion, a live video is a great, great tool for that. Still on Facebook or do you want to be doing something that's uh, maybe more exclusive like on your own website or in a separate platform that people opt into, you know, like a Zoom webinar or something like that where you're doing live video? You know, it, it depends on what you're selling and what your relationship with that consumer is at that point. In time. Right, right. But live video is 
continues to be an effective it's effective all the way through right i mean it's even effective for customer retention once somebody's already become a customer right yeah yeah it's extremely effective in fact mm -hmm. because it keeps them feeling like they're part of the community and they're 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 getting time with you which you know it's not just okay sold close the deal now i'm I'm over here now and you're not part of my my world anymore, right? But it, right. it's you're saying I'm here, I'm accessible, I want to know it's working, and perhaps I've got other solutions uh that can help you in your next project or your next need or or what have you. Correct. Uh, and you you brought up uh, your next problem. You had just said your next problem. And here's uh where I think the networking is is very important in that you know, we have to be honest with ourselves and and understand and admit we can't solve all the problems. We might want to <laughs> help people solve all their right. problems. But how many times have you been asked in the due course of a conversation with a customer, someone you have a relationship with, and they say, well, hey, I need a good SEO person. Do you know SEO? Now, right. you know, being who Ross Brand is, now you can help them solve that problem by referring a trusted partner. That's right. And, and the point behind this is it, it's it, the relationship is just as important as as the conversion itself. You want to be that go to person for solving problems. Mm -hmm. And once you build a, a, a reputation as someone that does solve problems, you need a vast network of people to uh, rely upon, to share, refer, pick right. their brain, so on and so forth. And then they refer people to you when they need somebody who does live video or to you in your case, Sue, and they need somebody who does Facebook ads or yeah. um, different types of uh, digital marketing. Because you guys, from what I can tell, you guys do a, a pretty wide range of, of services and clients. Uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, some of the projects that, that you do at, at 3V Biz or 3V Business Solutions. I love the, I love the, uh, the uh, URL, 3vbiz.com. It was just me being, trying to be smart when we created the business. It, it was, I created the present tense of Vini Vidi Vici, which is Vincite Vincite something or other. <laughs> Came I so, saw a conquer. Yeah, and, instead of past tense, I wanted right. it to be, you know, forward looking. So I, right, right. I come, I see, I conquer. <laughs> so, <laughs> a total disaster. If I had to do it all over again, it'd just be, you know, MikeLucy.com or MikeAndGinger.com, whatever it is. Right, just right. Simplify it. Uh, so what do we do? Well, here's what we do right now. Um, we're going in a direction where Facebook is its own ecosystem in and of itself. Mm -hmm. And anyone sa that says they're a Facebook expert across the board is lying. Uh, what we are are students. Right. I mean, do you agree? We are yeah. I mean, look, Facebook's going to be one day could be the Internet pretty much. Right. So <laughs> it, it, nobody would say I'm an expert on the Internet. Right. Mm -hmm. You're an expert in this area or that area. Well, Facebook is pretty much like what we used to think of the Internet, uh, although Google still has a nice chunk over here. But otherwise, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, you know, but as a small organization, we you know, we can't right. spread ourselves too thin. So moving forward. Uh, we made the conscious decision to operate within the Facebook ecosystem. We want to be students and preferred partners for people that want to leverage Facebook uh, to the extreme. Right. If that requires us to do a little bit of SEO or web building or design or whatever it is, print, um, we'll do it. Um, but we typically don't take people off the street that want just print. Right, right. Um, so what have we done historically? We've done a lot of really cool stuff. I was a... A, a programmer, a software engineer for 15 years. So I have you know, 
a lot of experience programming. Um, right. we, built, we built apps um, and we built some pretty big software for some pretty large companies. Those are very time consuming. And although they pay well, the it's the chaos and cricket scenario. Are you familiar? Right, right. You know chaos and cricket. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, a nice big project ends after three months or six months, and then you're st stuck going, now what? You know? Right, right. Um, so um, I'm actively looking for people to, to partner up with because we do get requests for that. Uh, so software development, web design, SEO, social media, and my wife is our creative director. Um, and she's classically trained in art and she's taken that education and she's right. applied it to the digital world and she's very good at what she does. So she manages all of our creative. By the way, you guys have the coolest pictures from your wedding uh, on, on your uh Facebook page where your dog joins in. I think you were you were dancing maybe, and the dog dog joins in. Yeah, the dog jumped in. Yeah, we, we, we so ordered cool. a service bus for our dog to be on, to get married on the beach. Wow. <laughs> you, can, you can get one online. <laughs> right, right. Wow. So, thank you so much for for spending time. I, I appreciate you coming on and and sharing some of your knowledge on on Facebook ads and uh, you know I think it was very helpful for people to start thinking a little bit differently about how they can use Facebook ads, what is effective and what might just be for live streamers not the most effective use of their time, things like boosting a one and a half hour uh, marathon live stream, right? Absolutely. <laughs> So you can find out more about Mike. The website is 3vbiz.com. There it is. And then there's at 3vbizsolutions on Twitter and um, anywhere else you like to connect with people. Anywhere else. You got a Facebook page. It's 3vbiz. I think it's at 3vbiz. You can find it, right? It'll come uh, up. 3v.business.solutions. Okay. And uh, it, it's uh, 3vbiz.com, again, is the website. You can find out more information. Michael, thanks again for joining us. I will be back next week on Tuesday, uh, the first episode of Best of Be Live. It'll be myself and Rachel Moore uh, on the Be Live TV Facebook page. Again, that's Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern. And we'll be talking about a couple of the best shows that you can find on the BeLive platform, breaking them down, analyzing what the hosts are doing well and how you can learn from their successes and apply it to your broadcast yeah. as well yeah. as um, how you can uh, do better uh, and how they can do better. So we'll be sharing our insights. People can vote. We'll be taking your uh, your uh, feedback and your input as well. And we'd love your uh, recommendations. So we'll tell you all about that on Tuesday. And uh, we look forward to the first show. Again, it's on the Be Live TV platform, uh, Be Live TV Facebook page. Rachel Moore and I, Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Thank you very much for joining us, everybody, and have a great evening.